grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to share with you a, a little bit about Cuba. And I talked a lot last Sunday, but I wanted to share it with you again through the eyes of some of the team who went. And I want to invite Moy to come up first here. Uh, sorry, Moy, you're first. I know, you're like, oh, nuts, I'm first. Uh, Moy was a rock down in Cuba. Um, when uh, we went through customs and we went two by two, because we didn't want to be in a big group to attract attention to ourselves. I, I said, I want Moy. I'm, <laughs> I'm going with Moy. Uh, so uh, Moy was just a rock. There were times when uh, things got, I don't want to say chaotic, but just uncertain. And uh, we, we turned to Moy and went, Moy, what's, what's going on here? When our flight was delayed and there's no one who speaks English to talk to, like, Moy, get up there. We've got to figure out what's going on in this flight. We gotta, we're going to make the next one. So uh, Moy was fantastic. So Moy, th- thanks for coming. Um, everyone who went uh, made a huge sacrifice. Thanks to you and your generosity, uh, they didn't have to pay to go there. You, all of you took care of that. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, but they all took away from their businesses, took time off from work. Moyes, you're self-employed, so when you're not working, you're not making money. Uh, so, um, and if you're self-employed, you, you know that feeling. Um, and so uh, Moy took some time off and, and did this. So Moy, I want to ask you some questions here. Why did you sign up? Uh, because I wanted to share you know, the name of Jesus. And I've been doing this before in Mexico. Okay. And I thought I was uh, ready to share what the Lord has been giving uh-huh. Fantastic. And how, how did you do that? What was, everyone had a different process for doing it. What was your process? How did you get in the door and then talk? And what was that uh-huh. process for you? Yeah, when you're in the homes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, they they kind of train us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, uh, every time I knock the door, uh, I start talking with people and see what they, you know, when they start, they start uh, chatting with them, you can mm-hmm. see what they really needed. Uh-huh. Not to be like square per se. Right. With the same. Questions, uh-huh. same answers. Right. So that's the way I, I, I started to talk with them. And it was easy for me because I'm Hispanic and they kind of identify you know, themselves with, with me. Nice. So then I could, uh, I understand right. what, what they think or how they are. Mm-hmm. So I started talking with them. The first person that I spoke with, uh, they say that we have to you know, tell them you, you're a sinner or something like that. But then when I started talking with her, I showed some pictures that yeah. I did. And she said, oh, you see this picture? This is my husband. He just died like two months ago. And I was like, I can't say you're a sinner. Uh, so no, I, no. I had to go on the right. Yeah, but, that's a good, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to figure out what to say and ask, ask the Lord to give me words. Uh-huh. Give me understanding. Wow. Wow. Can, can you share with uh, one of those meetings that you have? So you, you go and you, you knock on a perfectly stranger's door mm-hmm. um, and they let you in, mm-hmm. um, which uh, for me personally I thought was one of the more fascinating things about Cuba that th- they would let us in. 
You know, and I remember talking to my translator, my translator, uh, Waldo, remember uh -huh. big Waldo, said to me, he goes, when you go back home, will you do this at home? I said, you're kidding me? There's no way. This, this will never work. They would never let us inside their homes when, where we live. And he said, do they think you're going to rob them? I'm like, no, they just don't want to bother with me. <laughs> but in Cuba, they really, they really care. And they were really uh, welcoming. Yeah. You could see their faces. Yeah. You know, happy people. Mm -hmm. you know, always with a smile. Yeah. Um, not taking you as an stranger. Right. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. they embrace it right away. Yeah. What was one of your your meetings that, that really just struck at your heartstrings? Uh, I met with this couple, and they had two kids, like three and five. Mm -hmm. And uh, with them, I started uh, talking about family, but uh, you know, we are a big family, and right. we have to keep. Uh, we were terminal, and we were going somewhere. No, no, we're not going to stay here. You know? yeah. And then uh, the young, uh, they accepted Christ, and I asked him, "What do you? Uh, what are you asking you know, for? You know, besides your salvation?" Right. And he said, uh, he was crying, he said, I want my, my kids to be free. But I thought, you know, free like from the government. Right, But right. he said free, you know, to be, to become Christians, to be wow. free, really free. Wow. I was like, Jesus, I'd rather ask for freedom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we did experience uh -huh. a little piece of, of their hardships uh -huh. uh, and their uh, struggles with the, with the government living in a police state. So, um, how many people did you share the gospel with total? What's that wrong? 34? 34? Oh, you did better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Of that 34 that you shared the gospel with, how many received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? 23. 23. So, I'm going to count off here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So you and half of this section, about that size, came to Christ while you were in Cuba. And, and 
they said they wanted to have a baby, and I, I said, how do you want a baby if you don't have, you know, right. nothing to offer? Right. So that was the yeah. car for me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, going to the authorities was... Yeah, the little physical authorities, that was fun. I had experience with that. You know, with immigration. Okay. But it was different. It was different. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. Wow. So, uh, some of you didn't hear last week's talk. Uh, we, we were brought in uh, to visit with the authorities. And uh, we were, it happened on a Tuesday. And we were having lunch at the church. And an informant had told the police that we were there leading a conference, which uh, foreigners are not allowed to do on a tourist visa. So they brought us in, and they sat us down uh, one by one, and they interviewed us one by one, uh, and pretty much just gave a, a lecture. It was, it was couched in very uh, polite terms. The guy was very, very polite, uh, said basically, welcome to our country, we're very glad you're here. Uh, you're free to travel the entire country, do whatever you want, see whatever you want, but no religious activities. And... Uh, just nodded her head. What questions did he ask you? Uh, he asked me if I were in which country I have been, mm -hmm. if I have been in uh, Africa. Okay, yeah. In Africa, what I was doing there. And I said I just visited and I, you know, looking, you know, the scenes are really nice, people should be cool. And he said, are you preaching, doing something religious? I was, uh, I've been visiting friends, that's all. So he actually asked if you were preaching. Uh -huh. Okay. And then he asked me if I, if I wanted to go back. Maybe one, you know, some other time I said, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And we were detained about two hours? Um, about two hours. And so the following day, out of concern for the local church leaders there, we, we did not uh, go back to that area uh, because we were pretty, pretty sure we were being followed. Um, so we went to the beach the next day. And, and that was really nice. <laughs> I have to admit, the, the beach was, was nice. It was, it was a nice little, little break, a little time off. Because uh, um, I was just going to ask, what, so that was hard. What was another hard part? Uh, I don't know. What really broke my heart was, you know, that they are very happy the way they are. Mm -hmm. And I wish they could have what we have. Right. To be the way we are free. Yeah. How have you changed since you left? We left on April 17th. Uh -huh. It's May now. How, how have you changed? How did the trip affect you? Uh, the, uh, I can open my eyes. The trip, you know, to see the the, the situation. Mm -hmm. Open my eyes and uh, because uh, even though the the, the situation. Where they live, they they reach out for God. Yeah. You know, the people who can, they, they do that. Yeah. So that uh, put in my heart that if I have this freedom, yeah. I could do more. Yeah. You know, right. I, I'm, I'm free to go outside and, and say, hey, praise God. Yeah. Uh -huh. They can. Right. So then that uh, uh, encouraged me. Right. To do more. Uh, Sarah. Nice. Cool.
Boy, thanks so much, man. Thanks for going. Thanks for joining me.
I guess it was a blessing for them. They gave us a big hug. He said, oh, you guys brought the brain, you know. I said, no, we didn't. We didn't. So that was, that was really neat to be able to do that. So you shared the gospel with about 19 people. Yes. Of those about how many accepted Christ is what it say? Uh, Twelve did. There were some that said they weren't ready. Mm-hmm. It was just surprising to me. There, uh, a lot of them had family members that were believers. Uh, but he, the first guy even that I shared with, um, his family all was. And, and he wasn't. And we kind of got to the reasoning of why he wasn't. And he said, well, you know, I smoke cigarettes. And I, I don't feel like I'm worried that he'd be able to be at the church. And so we had to explain that's not how it works, really. And, and you know, talk to him about quitting smoking, and hopefully he was able to do that also. Said, you know, those are, those are great things, like, you know, being good to people, not smoking, uh, going to church, but that's not what really is the one thing that can save you. So we had to explain that to a lot of people. Wow. What was the hardest part about the church? The hardest part? at first was just you know not knowing what to say and and going about it and how to share the most important gift that, that there is and so I prayed about it and I think God gave me the words and gave me the inspiration to be able to share his word with people. Right, right. so that was one of the hardest and then just seeing the people there you know just the economy even and you know the communist government uh, talked to a business owner there, and she said she paid the government 85 percent. You know, we think our taxes are bad; they still are, but they're not anything like 85 percent. And she said, some days she makes money, some days she doesn't. You know, so wow, wow. Now all of us down there, we whenever we went out, uh, we always went in groups of three. Always one of us, always a translator, uh, and always uh, a local person from the local church. So everyone we spoke with uh, was partnered with a local church uh, right away, um, and that was critical. We wouldn't have done this without that component, because um, it's, it's just—it's not fair. It's not right to go down and say, "Oh, you look at Jesus, great, see you, bye," you know, and you're on your own. And so we always partnered with a local church. Even Roy had a translator, probably the most bored person on the entire trip. Uh, but they gave him a translator because that—that cultural. That insight is critical. And also, um, just having someone there who's, who's got your back. What was your relationship like with your translator? Um, it was great. He's, he was a really experienced one. He, he was kind of training to be one of the leaders for, for the trips. And so he'd been doing it, I think it was 11 years. So it was very helpful in times, especially in the beginning, where I was kind of at a loss for words or, you know, maybe missing a part here or there, or, you know, just moving a little fast, but tend to do that, and he, he'd fill in the gaps, so that worked really well. Nice, nice. How have you changed since you've come back? Oh, just the humility of the trip was, uh, you know, life-changing. Uh, I was at church with my parents last Sunday, and we went to the store after, and it was just kind of right after getting back, and just being in it was just a little city market store, you know, nothing big. Just seeing the abundance of things and how great we really have it. And just, you know, it broke my heart to see that. And I kept seeing things like, oh, they'd like this, or, you know, thinking of the people in Cuba. And, right. and I'm like, oh, but they can't have it. Right. You know, so that was tough. You'll, you'll never eat peanut butter the same way. <laughs> yeah. They love peanut butter. Yes. <laughs> they did. They did. They did. 
very cool. Well, well Nate, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Stacy, how you feeling? You can try? Alright. Stacy's been uh, uh, fighting a, a nasty bug. Um, a little present from Cuba that, uh, that you got. Thanks for being here. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, Stacy, when you signed up, what were you expecting? I was expecting a challenge, uh -huh. which I got. <laughs> what was the most challenging part? Um, well, I. Um, I'm jumping my question. Yeah, um, sorry about that. <laughs> the. Uh, the very first visit, um, my heart was beating just really fast, and I was super nervous because, of course, we, like Nate said, we didn't do any role playing. We just kind of had a little training. Yeah. And you know, we came all this way. I, I didn't I didn't want to blow it on the person that was depending on me, and the church worker for that matter. Um, and what really made that first visit hard was. The, uh, they were voting that day. They were doing a town voting. That's right. Remember that? Yeah. And, um, it, it, keep on. My very first visit, and the authorities drive up. Two guys dressed exactly, you know, official, officially. I don't know who they really were, what their role was. But um, and I looked to my translator and I said, "What's going on? Are we okay?" Yeah. <laughs> And of course, they start talking in much Spanish for about three minutes, and finally, she's like, "It's fine, it's fine. They just, they just want their vote." Because I was at a house where um, the gentleman couldn't walk, and so anytime you have elderly, um, the authorities make a visit at their house to make sure they get their vote, which is, is kind of funny. Because afterwards, I said, "So you guys get to vote here?" And, and he's like, "Yeah, just need anything." visit to your house just to get your vote. It just kind of baffled me. But um, So, of course, that, that first visit, not only was it hard because I, I, I really didn't have a, a good grasp on what my role was and what I was, how I was going to uh, piece all the information together. Um, and then the authorities showed up, so it just made it that much harder. Yeah, that would be, be a curveball. <laughs> so, uh, it, it ended up going, you know, Fairly well, given my first visit. I won't say, I, I definitely think my visits towards the end of the trip were better worded. Um, not not going to hide that. But, uh, you know, what our leaders kept telling us is you're planting seeds. Every little bit you say helps. And I tried to, you know, remind myself of that. Um, the, uh, the one thing that I learned in that first visit was that it was really important to say, do, do you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? By the end of the conversation, you need to say that. And I didn't say that. Um, it, I, I think we talked about a lot of great things, um, the husband, the wife, and I, but I didn't say that. So I quickly learned, okay, I need to do that. Yeah. Just kind of learning as, as you went along. Yeah, yeah. How did, uh, when, uh, how many people did you share the gospel with? And how did you begin that process? Um, getting, getting the conversation. And I'm sorry, I didn't bring my numbers with me. That's all right. I, I would say it's, it's well over 20 that uh, I met with. Um, and I know that there were 
several people that fell under the definition of being empowered. We empowered them, so they have been active before. They accepted Jesus as their main savior before, but they just kind of lost that connection. So we, we put them under the empowered uh, group to, in terms of getting them revitalized and, and um, joining um, either Bible study or the church again and kind of talking to them about their concerns or why they stepped away. Um, and then uh, there was, I know it was the upper teens of how many accepted, which, which I will say that um, I'm not sure a, a couple of them genuinely accepted. It's not, it's not my role to judge, but it just seemed like they were saying it to get me out of, out of their hair. Yeah. Um, but uh, what, what was the other question? How did I go about it? Yeah, we um, start the conversation. It was, it was within a day I, I really picked up my speed and, and realized that there was about eight points that I really wanted to cover. And I had that in the back of my head every conversation, but I always went about it differently. Um, the order of what I said wasn't super structured. Um, some people, you'd go into their house and and you would show them your family pictures, and, and other people, you just I, I just had the gift to chat, so I just started chatting with them. Um, a couple of people that threw me off actually wanted to chat more about other things in their life than about Jesus. Um, so trying to kind of kindly cut them off <laughs> is, uh, is difficult, and some of them took up a lot more time than I originally thought. But sure. basically, I would emphasize um, the, the, the main question I would ask at the beginning is, do you know what happens to you when you die? And we were trained to ask that question. Um, but that one came in really handy for me. Yeah. And then also, um, how do you know you're going to get to heaven? Um, and, and those two questions... Um, there were other questions they also said we could right. use as icebreakers, but those two questions were the most successful for me. Right. Um, and then I, I said, I've, I've come from the U.S. I'm uh, visiting friends of the church. Uh, you're the pastor here and the church workers are great people. I really tried to you know, emphasize our connection with them yeah. and the fact that we've gotten to know them and, and we support what they're doing. Because uh, we, we came in as... We, as kind of consultants is how I think we all agreed on it in terms of kind of wrapping our head around what our role was and trying to empower them and they look up to us a lot here in the U.S. Um, so I, I would cover that, um, you know, the, the Bible is the oldest book and the most popular book. It's been around for a long time. Um, uh, we would talk about how we all sin. Um, and there's nothing we can do to earn our way to heaven. Um, we would talk about uh, the one thing that God asks for is our complete trust in Him, our respect in His book of the Bible, and He asks us to worship Him as our one true Savior. So I tried to cover that. Um, also covered that the most important story in the Bible is, is that Jesus came to earth so we can have a connection to God, and Jesus... Uh, died on the cross to forgive our sins and show us how powerful he is. Because down there they have so many other idols through the Catholic yeah. Church that they ha have been um, learning about in their childhood especially. Yeah, let me explain so, that a little bit. There's a, um, there's a mix between Catholicism and actually uh, witchcraft or voodoo. Uh, it was called Centuria. And so you, you would see that a lot. You'd see saints, but there was an altar in the corner. It was, it was very, very odd. 
very odd. And so we, we encounter that quite a bit. We, have, we, we talk about Jesus as the one true God. And that became important because one of the fears we had was that they would accept Jesus and throw him in with all the other gods they were worshiping. And so that, that was a very that was a big concern. Yeah, so I, I really was happy to say that um, you know, Jesus died on the cross and rose again to show us how powerful he is compared to all of the other idols they might have been worshiping in the past. Um, so for you, Stacey, what was the best part? Um, Connecting with the people and seeing how happy they, they were that we came. And a couple people said, uh, I, will not, I will never forget you. And thank you so much. And you know, that just makes you feel bittersweet. Um, how have you changed since you come back? Um, there's already been a couple people in the community, as I've been talking about the Cuba trip, um, people, uh, and like one person was a contractor working on my house, and he's like, how's Cuba? And we started talking, and I was able to use some of the points that we uh, were trained yeah. to um, evangelize to the Cuban people. I was able to actually fit them into the conversation up here, and I felt more confident and comfortable with it, which which honestly is the whole reason I signed up. Mm -hmm. I wanted the challenge. Um, I wanted to build my confidence in talking about my faith and about Jesus, and and I, I think that succeeded for sure. Um, you know, t teaching them how to pray was huge for me. And, and, yeah, and talking great. about the concept of how to pray. Because a lot of them don't know. Um, and what I mean by that is they, they might um, think that it's got to be very structured. And, and they have to work hard and memorize certain things. And, and really it's just that one-on-one -on -one conversation and speaking anything on your mind. And so many of them seemed so relieved to hear that. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, the other challenge was waking up with the cockroach that day. Uh, yeah, that wasn't any fun. <laughs> he was snuggling with me. Nice. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. This bit has a good size. Yeah. yeah good one. Yeah. Nice. And I, I was going to take it kindly out the door, and Linda's like, put it down the toilet. <laughs> That's awesome. The toilet with no seat. Yeah, the toilet with no seat. Yeah, awesome. Anyway, so. Stacey, thank you so much. Thanks, Stacey. So, Something going to be at the, uh, the Bible study after worship today, and you can ask more questions and just pick their brains. Um, but to close out here, Phil, can you pull up the video? It's in the media player. I forgot to tell you about it before service. Um, it's not in the PowerPoint. It wasn't playing nice in the PowerPoint. I want to show this very short video with you, kind of so you can see some of the images of Cuba and uh, see some of what we did, where we went, what we experienced, and uh, the, the final numbers of what, uh, because of you, uh, you were able to accomplish and to do uh, in Cuba by sending this team. And so it's on the media PowerPoint there, Phil, or is it? Oh, you have to, can you slide it over? There it is. All right, check it out.
stand and sing our closing song. Closing song today, Hosanna. <laughs>